Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? Can you guys tell I'm a little pumped today? John, I am so excited to be here today. You're glowing, Shug. You're glowing. You know why? I got out of the house during COVID. (laughs) Praise God for that. Um, And I am so thankful about the show that we have here today. Uh, You know, you guys know I've been married to my lover for over 40 years. We met in high school. We dated. We went to prom, John. Did you know we went to prom together? I did not know that. It's pretty romantic. Very. I still have my prom dress hanging there collecting dust, hoping someday that maybe (laughs) I'll be able to fit into it. But, you know, the blessing is to be together for such a long time. But then sometimes, you know, you need to have the dust kind of brushed off of your marriage or or as a couple and you want to draw closer together. Well, today I have got an awesome guest with me today, Jim Burns. Welcome, Jim. So thankful you're on with us. Sure, it's great to be back with you, and I really am pumped, too, because I think we've got a great conversation today and a conversation that everybody needs to talk about. Amen. And, you know, today is called, the book is called Closer. Ladies, you can see it here in my hand. We're on YouTube now. Did you guys know that? I have to put makeup on before we go on radio. <laughs> so we're on YouTube and I want you to uh, look it up. And the, and the first five people that come to my website, the info page, and put the word closer down, I will send you this book. Compliments of Him for Her Ministries. I'm so thankful that you guys are listening. But why are we talking about this. Well, we're talking about it because, you know, during a pandemic and during issues, you're with your spouse an awful lot, you're with your couple, and sometimes you just need a little refresher. Let me tell you a little bit about the author of the book, Jim Burns. Jim is the president of Home Word, just the way it sounds, H-O-M-W-O-R-D. Yeah, I said that right, didn't I? Homeward, H-O-M-W-O-R-D. Ladies, I hope you got it that time. He speaks to thousands of people around the world each year. He has close to 2 million resources in print. Wow, 2 million resources in print in over 20 languages. He primarily writes and speaks on the values of Homeward, which are strong marriages, confident parents, empowered kids, and healthy leaders. Some of his most popular books are Confident Parenting, The Purity Code, Creating an Intimate Marriage. Ladies, I just put that on audio. Blair and I are going to be listening to that as we go RVing. Closer, which we're talking about today, and Doing Life with Your Adult Children, Keeping Your Mouth Shut and the Doormat Out. We did a show on that, ladies. I want you to go back to our podcast, listen to Jim. A lot of my friends bought his books after that. Uh, We're all trying to figure out how to raise adult children. So by his guidance, it was awesome. So, Jim, tell me a little bit about why you even decided to write a book called Closer. Yeah. Well, I'm going to actually start 46 years ago. Kathy and I met. I was 17. She was 18. So we were almost those young bucks, too. Um, I actually said I want to take her out on a date. My friends looked at her beauty and me, and they laughed. But, you know, that's another story. (laughs) Um, We did get married right out of college. And uh, we have what we call a high-maintenance marriage. We still do. We speak on it. We write on it. But... Um, two kids from dysfunctional families came together, both of us excited about youth ministry. Um, and yet at the same time, you know, you, you just did, we didn't do it easy and, uh, we didn't know what we were necessarily doing. So yet we were, we were committed to being in Christian ministry. And I can remember arguing on the way to church when I was a youth pastor, 
and then uh, talking to the kids about the joy of a Christian family, feeling somewhat hypocritical, you know, with Kathy by my side there. Well, now I'm going to fast forward it. Uh, as we started uh, our ministry and, and we realized we needed mentors really bad. We were with a couple who were incredible mentors in our life. He has just passed away and they were mentors for mm. 40 years. I'm sorry. And, and uh, I said to them one night, we were at dinner at their house and I said, what do you guys do for spiritual intimacy? And it just kind of came out. We were talking more about parenting with them. And he, and he kind of smiled and he said, well, we spend 20 minutes a week. Now, Jim being a little bit, uh, you know, questioning that, like only 20 minutes. And then I realized, you know what, Kathy and I don't do that. I mean, we'd pray. We were committed. We're both in ministry. She was discipling people and I'm discipling people. And yet the truth was we probably didn't do that. We went on to talk about parenting as we were driving out of the driveway. Kathy said, you know, that 20 minute thing. And I said, yeah, she goes, I really want to do that. Now, mm. what, what does a husband say when his wife says, I really want to do that? To be honest, Chug, I wasn't sure I wanted to do that because I, you know, what are the reasons we don't? Sometimes it's because we, we get mad at each other or we're too busy. We get distracted. There's too many other things going on. I didn't want another Bible study. We're already in Bible study. And so I said, I said, oh, that's great. You be in charge. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Good job, I, Jim. I bailed. And uh, so she said, okay, let's do it on Sundays at nine. And I went, okay, well, I was watching a Los Angeles Laker game. You don't know what that means, but that was a big deal at nine o'clock. And she takes the remote, she closes the remote off and said, okay, let's do this, this 20 minute thing. Uh -oh. I went, Oh yeah. Yeah. And we did it. I, and I, I wish I could tell you that it was amazing. It wasn't that amazing. We looked at a scripture that she had, we read a story and we prayed for our kids pretty much. And that was kind of it. See, it's a start. Then, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. It's a start. It's a beginning. So then what happened was week after week, we started doing this and we realized that it really kind of changed our life. And as it changed our life, I mean, kind of the, the anointing in our ministry in our life, we think started happening more in this 20 minute thing. So we started calling it our closer time. We started telling people about it, never thinking we would ever write a book on this because it wasn't our strength. But we started telling people it was the least developed area of our of our uh, of our relationship. The And I think when it talks about intimacy, which means connection, women get this. Men don't. They think like my book, Creating an Intimate Marriage, they think it's a sex book. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> men, women get it as connection. Anyway, we started challenging people and they started coming back saying, wait, these 20 minutes has has changed our life. And we were like, really? We ended up writing a book. A, a friend of mine who's a publisher said, why don't you write a book on it and became one of the best selling you know, Christian devotionals in the country. Awesome. What was it like to write a book with your love, Kathy? <laughs> uh, mostly good. Uh, we would, like, there was one story in there that she didn't like. She thought it kind of put her in a bad light. And then I said, oh, it's the best story we have. And then what happened was the publisher writes and goes, love that story. I read it to my wife and we really had a good, you know, conversation about it. Okay, so let me guess. Let me guess, because I read your book cover to cover. Ladies, you got to read this book, you know, but do it with your spouse. Do it slowly. Um, I'm, I'm going to try not to give away the punchline. Was it the chapter when you were having an idyllic weekend, time together, looking out the window, and then you started to thank God for her critical comment to you? Is right, it that right one? Right after she... Well, you remember it as thanking God. I remember it as, as her criticizing me. I am, Shug, I'm shocked that that's the one you pulled because that was the one. She said, 
And, and see, I love that story. And we do marriage conferences together. Okay, so, so tell Kathy, our listeners what that's, tell us the background of that story. Well, that's a good story. Well, what I would, what I'm learning about more and more, and it's a kind of a life message is, is what I call thank therapy, that in all yeah. things give thanks. So Kathy and I had this amazing time. We were speaking at a conference at a place called Mount Hermon, which is one of the finest Christian conference centers in America. And we, it had just been magical. And then we went to Carmel, California. I mean, if you've ever seen Carmel, it's, you've got it, you know, you and Blair need to go there in that RV. Yeah. It's just, it's magnificent. So we'd had this time, romance, walks, the beach, nice food, you know, the whole bit. And um, as we're driving, she goes, Jim, I, we're driving to go see our daughter, Heidi, who she's actually with today um, at a college down the road. We're, up, we're on Highway 1, which is just beautiful. And she said, Jim, I think you're getting a double chin. <laughs> now, anybody would now begin to look, does he really have that double chin? And that made me so mad because it was just the wrong timing. I thought she was going to say, this has been amazing, romantic. Wow, thank you for such a great time you are the husband of the year. And she goes, I think you're getting a double chin. <laughs> so the, how I get frustrated is I just get quiet. So I got kind of quiet and I wasn't saying anything. She's looking out and periodically she'd say, Oh, look at, I think I see a dolphin and how beautiful this highway one is. And all of a sudden I, it was as if I heard from God, I don't think it was this audible voice, but I heard practice what you've been learning, practice thank therapy. So I, with gritted teeth, I said, thank you for Kathy and the amazing time we just had. And I can't believe I'm whining. I can't believe that she just thinks I have a double chin. I keep looking up in the mirror and I don't see if my, <laughs> my head is going up. And then I said, and thank you for the amazing, not only wife she is, but the great mother she is to our three girls. And thank you for this time. And thank you for the sacrifices she's made and just, you know, on and on and on. And I found myself, my circumstance hadn't changed when my attitude had changed. And so I said to Kathy, you know what, Kathy, I, I put my arm around her. Don't do this when you're driving on a windy road like I did. <laughs> I put my arm around her. I gave her a kiss. I tried to go for the lips, but I think I got like half lip, half cheek uh, driving. And I said, you know what? I am so grateful for you. And she looked at me and she said, oh, I thought you were mad because I said you had a double chin. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I said, well, we can talk about that later, but I am thankful for you. You know, I and think you know what, what I was trying to say was even in crummy circumstances. Well, you know what? I practice thank therapy today. Um, I, I wrote down reasons in my journal why I was thankful, not just for Kathy, but for my life. And it's, it, it really makes a difference. It does. So I can still be frustrated at Kathy for something she says or does. That happens often in our yeah. marriage. But when I'm so thankful, I, I saw something recently in one of her drawers. I never go into her drawers. That's, that's scary, dangerous. And um, she wanted me to get her some socks. So I got her some socks. We we're going to go for a walk. I pulled these socks out. And about five years ago, I'd written 100 reasons why I was thankful I typed them up and I gave them to her and she still has them in her drawer. I didn't know she had them. And I said, Hey, you still have those thankful things. And she goes, yeah, periodically I look at them. They're a great reminder. And I went, Oh my gosh. You know, I didn't know I was getting points still five years later. So, hey, it works. That's a long, that's a long haul on that. That's a blessing. Yeah. And you know, what I love listeners is that um, Jim is describing some of the chapters in his book. And can you, would you share with us, Jim, what is the format of the book and how come you set it yeah. up the way you did? Well, the reason we set it up was because we really wanted it to be in 20 minutes. It was a big deal to us to keep it small. Now, people say they, it takes them 10 minutes. People say it takes them 45 minutes. You know, um, People said I got something about two weeks ago that said they got in a major argument over what was one of my favorite chapters. So you know that happens. But in the middle of their you know, devotional time. But we, what we do is we have a scripture that's typically a short scripture. Um, we kind of say keep it short and simple. Then we have a focus, which is oftentimes a story. Um, and then we have what we call faith conversations where where a couple can take some of those faith conversations and talk about it. And 
truthfully, we wrote this book for us. So we wrote it, we went through it and it was really meaningful to us. I mean, kind of funny that it was our material, and our, but it's not our scriptures, of course, but, but it was really meaningful to us. We said, you know, I think people would get a shot at it. So uh, it, it's, it's meant for, you know, what I would call Jesus light, L-I-T-E, meaning, you know, it's not a heavy duty devotional. Today, Kathy and I are reading another devotional that's a very meaty devotional. It's beautiful. It's wonderful that it's not ours, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, that, that's great. But for us, that start was really good. And it was, it's on issues of marriage that are important to us. So 52 weeks, people will say, hey, I'm going to try to read this in two weeks. No, don't. Do it one one time a, a week if you can. And uh, you can do it quickly. I, and, you know, I don't think the magic is in the words, to be honest with what's in the book. I think the magic is in spending time with your spouse with spiritual intimacy. Uh, in fact, interesting enough, in the book, we have a chapter on physical intimacy, and we quote our good friends. When I was speaking for Promise Keepers, a guy would speak right before me named Gary Rosberg, great guy. And Rosberg said um, in a book that he and his, his wife wrote, uh, Gary and Barb Rosberg, five sex needs of men and women. The fourth sex need of a woman is spiritual intimacy. It's not even on the list for men. So I didn't have that deep need for intimacy, spiritual intimacy, perhaps with, with Kathy but that's a craving for her. Mm-hmm. And what, if she was with me, she would say, it's also kind of sexy to you know, pray with your spouse. It, and, is. And it is. And the, and the funny thing about that is, is that came from her, not from me. But I think the Rosbergs are onto something that, you know, when you, when you are connected spiritually, it works with your emotional intimacy, your physical intimacy, you know, all the other aspects of, of connection. Um, and yet it's, it's complicated. Some, some of the women listening today don't have husbands who would want to do this. Um, maybe they're frustrated with that, or they're not going to have a husband who's going to lead out. And remember, I didn't lead. Mm-hmm. Kathy took the lead by bringing a devotional to me. We did it together, but, mm-hmm. you know, and we prayed together. I, I know friends will just, they, they won't even pray because they don't feel comfortable doing that yet, but they'll just hold hands or they'll do it around their kids yeah. uh, time. And, and, you know, instead of guilting somebody into doing it, you know, it becomes something that's meaningful. So again, back to the book, we tried to do topics that were going to be meaningful to couples that would move them along. And at the same time, you know, lead them toward a a spiritual connection. Amen. And ladies, if you're just tuning in or you're wondering why are you talking about sex on your show, Shook? This is the best (laughs) show there is. Him for Her Ministries, Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And we are now interviewing Jim Burns, who wrote this fabulous devotional called Closer. And you made a very good point, Jim. Um, uh, some men are not at the same place as the women are when it comes yeah. spiritually. Like they're not comfortable. I, I remember thinking back over the 40 years we've been together and sometimes there's just baby steps. You know, it used to be, I'd read scripture out loud to the kids and we'd talk about it. My yeah. husband's a great father. He'd sit there and listen. And then I just watch God woo him. And then now, of course, every morning we're doing devotions straight out of scripture. Yeah. I love it. Right. This book, I already tried some of the things last night. It was very helpful. You were right on at some of the comments that you have in your book. But ladies, I really recommend you pick it up. I like the format, Jim, that you laid it out. Uh, like you said, you've got scripture, you've got stories, really funny and great. And some made me cry, like the story about your dad. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That, and I don't want to give away the punchline. That was super good. <clears throat> about your friend whose wife, I believe, had uh, Alzheimer's, was it Scott? 
and yeah, Scott's, um, Scott's mom and dad. Yeah, Scott's mom and dad, and just beautiful stories. And so, you know, they're just touching. And then what it does, then you get to the point where you can talk about your faith or talk about, okay, well, yeah. what about this, honey? Where are you on this? And then you have a section that I don't believe you dressed much called um, A Step Closer. And so um, tell us about Step Closer and how did you come up with some of those methods? Well, I think it, it's, you mentioned the word, it's baby steps. Yeah. You know, you don't move from, you know, not being spiritually intimate or spiritually compatible to all of a sudden, you know, both being on the same page. I think it's little tiny baby steps. Sometimes it's five steps forward and four steps back. It's mm -hmm. three steps backwards and two steps forward. I mean, that, that's just, that's, that's how life is. That's the nature of, of life. It's the nature of faith. It's the nature of connection. There's seasons. Um, but I think it's when you're, when you're focused on, on moving toward becoming closer, you'll make decisions. For example, in there, we talk about a non-negotiable date night. Mm -hmm. And I've often challenged couples. Um, if you really want to be closer, you've got to spend some time. We get so busy with kids, especially when moms are so busy and tied in with their kids, then, you know, it's hard to, to find those times to have dates. And I understand that, but I'm saying, would you give your spouse 1% of your time? I mean, how many people would say, well, I'm not going to give my spouse 1% of their time. But in one week, that's 100 minutes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have to sleep. We have to take care of the kids. There's <laughs> other things to do. But what I'm saying is in those, don't just talk about the kids and don't just talk about the bills, but actually, you know, connect with each other. Yeah. So we made a decision early on in our marriage, and I think it partly saved uh, some deep heartache where we would do this non-negotiable date night. And man, there were times when we co-opt babysitting. There were times when the babysitter got sick. So we'd put the kids to bed. I'm actually in my house. So I went like this as if they were up in their room. They're all adults now, but um, they, they, um, you know, there were times and we lit the fireplace and we had Chinese food take, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. But I'm saying, would you, if you spend that kind of time, guess what's going to happen over a time period. It's just like working, working a muscle. If you're going to get in shape, over a time period, it becomes really, really key to you. Mm -hmm. So the other night we were out to dinner. Um, we live in Dana Point, California, where there's a beautiful harbor and we're out kind of overlooking the harbor and they have all the Christmas things and stuff. And um, when we when we were there, I realized we had really not connected for the weekend. It was really, really busy and crazy. And, and we just, it was kind of this breath of fresh air. And so even with a couple like us who are um, now empty nesters, wow, we just needed to kind of take a breath, reconnect. And I realized that was a really good time. And so when we got in the car, I said, hey, this was great. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, we kind of held hands and, you know, did a little kiss. And, and you know what, it, it, it furthered it even when we got home, because we now weren't just Kathy going into her office and me doing whatever I was going to do. It actually kept us together. But I think it was because we actually just had dinner together. I don't yeah. think, I think you can be more creative on dates than just going out to dinner sometimes. But mm -hmm. that was a really good connection. You know, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. We've been together, like I said, over 40 years, and we do mandatory date nights. Even when the kids were little, we'd yeah. go sit in the sunroom and talk about the day, but then we had to stop it. Then we, the, you know, we, we actually set a time limit. Okay, at this point, we're not talking about kids anymore because yeah. we didn't want to lose that uh, yes. intimacy where you only talk about your kids and then the kids move oh. off, then what? And so oh, oh. Uh, we talk about our dreams and where we want to go. And yeah. ladies, I really encourage you, try it. Um, try to lure him with whatever it is that's going to get him to sit down, you know, even for like 20 minutes. 
Um, yeah. Like you talked about, we do something called a 30-second hug every day, too. I know it sounds short, but, you know, in the rush of life and busyness, we make sure that we're just, okay, we're just going to touch. We're just going to hold each other for 30 minutes. Right. Um, right. We both need that. And so what a blessing, Jim, you and your wife have been in writing this book. What would you share with me is probably one of the biggest challenges about writing this book with your wife. Yeah. Well, um, I would say it's the communication process. You know, communication is a learned trait. And Kathy and I are very different. We've had to learn to embrace our differences big, big time. And so when we wrote a book together, it's just like life. Um, I would have strong opinions. She would have strong opinions. We kind of do both have strong opinions there. But we, we look at things very differently. And so there were times when I had to say a phrase that's changed my marriage. And here it is. Does it really matter? Okay. And, you know, there are times when I just had to go, does that really matter? And so sometimes I realized I needed to allow her to, even though I probably do more writing than she does, she's a great communicator. Um, I had to sometimes go, you know what? I'm not sure I agree 100%, but does it really matter? And so not only in writing it, did I have to say that sometimes, but I have to say that, you know, constantly when we're, you know, I'm walking out the door to work and she threw something at me and I have to go, oh, well, does it really matter? No, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? And and that helped me write that book with her. Um, she would probably say that she had no idea how bad my grammar was and how good editors are that make me look a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> she went, this, you're done. <laughs> and there's and still go, your words. It's amazing. Yeah, I go, well, yeah. She goes, oh, well, you, you put their spelled wrong and you did this and that. So she learned something about her husband that she didn't know. Um, and she followed me around. You know, we graduated from college together, uh, graduate school, PhD, all that kind of stuff. And she, I think she's to this day still was a little shocked that I, I didn't know the difference between there and there. I do know the difference. I would just spell it wrong. Well, you know, thank God for editors and autocorrect, you autocorrect. Um, you know, this book is so good. We only got a couple minutes left of this first part of the show. Uh, ladies, we're going to do this in two segments because there's so much content and I want to make sure that we hit it all. Uh, but Jim, let me ask you this question. If somebody wants to get this book, where's the best place for them yeah. to go to? Well, two places. They can always go to Amazon. It's on Amazon and that's easy ordered at a bookstore helps the bookstore, yeah. you know, big time and bookstores are struggling like crazy. They can also go to homeword.com, H-O-M-E-W-O-R-D. And it has a lot of Homeward's resources. We've got uh, anything from a book like Closer to, uh, we have a virtual marriage conference that people are loving right now. It's called Refreshing Your Marriage and it's all virtual. They can take it at their own pace or they can turn it into a couple just told me that they went away for a weekend to a hotel and uh, kind of watch through it. There's six sessions with myself, my friend Doug Fields, and my friend Megan Hutchinson, who are wonderful communicators. Wow. So there's lots of stuff on that website that could help too. So any of those places they can find this book, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you know, there, you have such a wide variety in your store, in your library of books that you've written that are, you don't only talk about marriage, do you? No, no. There's four grids that I write and speak on, as does Homeward. We, and that's strong, as you mentioned it at the beginning, strong marriages, competent parents, empowered kids, because we're trying to help kids. That's our bottom line. And then also healthy leaders. Mm -hmm. A lot of leaders struggle with the conversation you and I are having today. Um, even Christian leaders, pastors, things like that. And so we have a pretty exciting ministry that we call Pastor to Pastor, where uh, our Chris Cannon, who's our Pastor to Pastor leader, is in front of about 300 uh, pastors each week. And many of these pastors are really down and struggling. And mm. uh, we offer free counseling and free, you know, for a lot of free input to them and scholarships to 
some of our events, things like that. You know, we just had Christopher Yuan. I don't know if you've heard of him before. He wrote the book, Holy Sexuality. And yeah. I noticed on your store and on uh, one of your books, you've got uh, Sexuality um, for Kids. When, tell me about that. I don't have the title right. What's the title yeah. on that book? So I started writing, I started speaking to kids when I first became an adult, pretty much. And they always wanted me to talk on sex. I have no idea why. So I became <laughs> the guy who would speak to the high school kids on sex about a quarter of a million of them a year at one time. Wow. And uh, so I started writing books. I wrote book, a book called The Purity Code, which is the book that most churches use for teenagers and mm-hmm. kind of preteens and parents. And then also a book for a three to five-year-old and a book for a six to nine-year-old so that parents can kind of come alongside. Because when I wow. ask parents, um, who, uh, who taught you about sex? Yeah. They hardly ever say their parents. Yeah. But studies show the more positive value-centered sex education kids receive from home, the less promiscuous and less uh, confused they'll be. You know, as a mom, so, it's a tough topic yeah. to be able to address with your kids, especially in today's world. And yeah. so, ladies, I want you to stay tuned. We're going to talk about this during our second segment next week. Please listen in. Again, we've got Jim Burns, Jim Burns, not Birds, Jim Burns with Homeward. Oh, and I'm so thankful to have him here. Ladies, my name is Shug Burry, and this is Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. You know I love you, over and out. Hey, ladies, this is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they received Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.